Hi, my name's Elijah, and welcome to my podcast, Songwriting for Songwriters. This week, my guest is Kat Pierce. Kat is one half of the band The Pierces, along with her sister Alison, and she's also one of my favourite songwriters. We spoke about her unique songwriting process, her influences, her journey as a songwriter, her solo career, her love of tarot and the esoteric, and much, much more. So please enjoy this podcast with Kat Pierce. Subscribe and thank you for listening. Today, my special guest on my podcast, Songwriting for Songwriters, is Kat Pierce. Kat, how are you? I'm great. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. What's happening in your world at the moment? Oh my gosh. Um, well, I have a baby. Um, wow. So I'm not sleeping a lot. Okay. <laughs> how old's your baby? She's um, 15 months. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But we, we co-sleep, so it's still still kind of wild. <laughs> we co-slept for, I think, nearly three years and it was oh, wow. yeah, quite a long time, but yeah. it was good results I from it. I see that happening to us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So you got yep. a new baby. That's amazing. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. So that's happening and we're um, trying to buy a house and I started a new business. So lots going on, but it's all mm. wonderful. It's all fun. It's just fantastic yeah well that's good lots of different projects it's good yeah so first question for you when did you start writing songs in uh in your life well um my dad is a musician and so he kind of introduced the concept of writing songs to us very early yeah um and so i think at like eight or nine i was i was writing songs just awesome I don't know how good they were, but, <laughs> you know, just when, when your parents say, Hey, this is possible and you can do this too. Yeah. It just becomes a very natural thing. And, um, so we always kind of, that's always been like in our lives, either singing or writing or you know, our mom's a painter. And so cool. we just have been surrounded by creativity our whole lives. That's amazing. Love that. Yeah. That's, um, my dad had a good acoustic guitar kicking around and was a songwriter. So it was just one of those things where you're naturally going to, yeah. that's going to happen, right? It's going to happen. Yeah. Unless you rebel and become a lawyer or something. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> um, so did you and Alison always like play and sing together? Was that a thing that you always did? Yeah, that's what we, we started doing that um, early on. Um, we would, you know, our dad would play guitar. We would sing together. I remember when we kind of first realized we could harmonize. I think yeah. I was probably like 10 and she was 12, maybe a little younger than that. And that was just such a cool thing to discover, you know, doing yeah. harmony. And that made it really fun for us to sing together. And um, yeah, we were just always really encouraged by our dad and um, and people around us. And it's just always been something we've done. It does seem to be like... Um... When you hear those stories about um, artists, actors or songwriters being supported by the parents, it's always quite a sweet thing to hear, really, because many of us don't have the same kind of support there that it sounds like you yeah. and Alison had, which is, is really special, I think. It's so special. And Alison and, always, and I always say, like, you know, we're we're good singers, but we're not like Adele, you know. So <laughs> we're like it very easily could have just been like, I think a lot of people can sing that just don't really do that much with it because it's not such a open concept in their family sure. so they, that's never nurtured like my husband he'll sing around the house and i'm like you have a really good voice and he's like i do like it never <laughs> even 
record to him. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, let's make a, we should make a record. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> Yeah. So was there was there a point where you decided to, to kind of take that thing, um, which was you know a love a loving thing that your family all did, and you encouraged to make art and sing? Did, when did that become like something that you decided to kind of really dedicate your life to? Was that was there a turning point or a sort of decision to to do that? I think you know it kind of starts with people around you saying like you should do something with this, or you know because it's just it's something we always did yeah. just for fun, and then people come in and say you should try to do this professionally. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And um, yeah, that, you know, that concept was kind of introduced early as well. And we had a guy that we would play with around town and little coffee shops and stuff. And he made a demo tape for us. Okay. Sent it in the mail. This was like before the internet. He sent it in the mail to a few labels and it happened to land on the desk of an A&R guy who had just started his job. So he was oh, like cool. still... Yeah, he was still kind of checking out demo tapes in the mail, which a lot of them, you know, wouldn't do. And he contacted us and that's how we got our first deal, just from a little a little tape. Amazing. How, how old are you when that happens? I think I was 17 or 18 okay, when, cool. it, so... when it started, but we didn't really like, we kind of got shuffled around to like, they were trying to find like, the right label for us. And I think it we didn't put out our first album until I was 20 or 21. Okay. Um, yeah. So a lot of those songs on that first album, are they, were they um, kind of with you for a while before you made the album? They were already kind of written and did you have that sort of prepared? Yeah. I mean, it was so long ago. I don't <laughs> remember. <laughs> but yeah, we had written, I think we had written most of it. And I think there was a process of like getting like the last few songs together for the album. And, you know, that we they knew we were like young and green. So there was a little bit of like time to develop it. Sure. Um, yeah. So I first came across your music when um, you both appeared on Later with Jules in the UK and you mm. played Love You More. Uh -huh. and I was sitting down watching it and just immediately was like, Jesus Christ, that song is amazing. And it's like kind of became my favorite song straight away. Thank and then you. brought you and I and heard We Are Stars and just went. Whoa. So I was kind mm -hmm. of like, I suppose like as a music fan or as a songwriter as well, those moments where a band or a songwriter come along and it sort of, for whatever reason, whether it confirms your own kind of take on the world or your own songwriting, mm -hmm. or it's mm -hmm. just, they just hit you. And so your writing, Alison, yours writing just kind of was one of those moments where it's just instant, like, I love this straight away. And it's oh, kind of ticking all the boxes of um, everything I look for and kind of, you know, in terms of lyrics, music, melody. So yeah. I was just wondering if the... Um, as a sort of fan question in terms of like those two songs, love you more and we are stars, which are literally like two of my kind of top 10 sort of records really. Um, is there oh. like, a, was there kind of like a story behind those songs? Like something which, cause in your melodies, there's, there's like, for me, there's like a really, it's quite a lot of yearning in the sound mm -hmm. of your voicing in your melodies. Mm -hmm. And a kind of, I feel like, um, they're sort of really mysterious melodies that as you sing them, they kind of go on these little journeys and you end up going exactly where you needed to go as a listener. But like mm -hmm. the journey was quite mysterious. So oh, I'm just interested in, in those like two particularly, like if there was any particular stories behind it or in the creation of them. Oh yeah. Um, there's always a story. Yeah. <laughs> um, Love You More, I was um, in this really tumultuous relationship and it was just, he was the type of guy that was, 
he kind of had two, two, he almost had a split personality, okay. honestly. He, he was either like the dream guy, so kind, wonderful, amazing, or just kind of a nightmare. And it was such a shocking, you know, twist every time it would happen. And it kept me in this loop for a long time because the right. good was so good and the, and yeah. then the bad would be so terrible, but then he, he'd always come back around and be amazing. And, and I just thought if I can just love him enough, then it'll be okay. You know, it'll all come around eventually. Oh. And I tried that for, you know, a couple of years. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and eventually I was like, I cannot love this person anymore. I mean, I, this is all I've got to give and it's not changing. Sure. And it was just so painful because I was truly in love with the, you know, with him and, but I could, the, the bad was too bad. So I had to, had to go. And then we are stars. I wrote, I think I, this is funny. I think I had just gone to like the natural history museum <laughs> and, I really? was, and I was kind of learned, I had learned some stuff about like space and stars and I was just kind of fascinated by it. And I saw like written on a plaque, you know, we're, we're made of stars. We're made of stardust. And, and I was just so, I mean, I, I had known that and had heard that a million times, but just to like be in this museum and see like little, like a chunk of a star that landed on, you know, earth and like, we're part of that and it's all connected. And um, so that inspired that song, but it was also connected to a romance, of course, sure, you know. Sure, happens. sure, sure. <laughs> but the, I mean, that beautifully is such a great song. And, and but just yeah. that chorus of like, I just want to be loved by you. Like, it's just such a universal kind of uh, message, you know, obviously, but it's so simple, but kind of so powerful. One of the things yeah. I love about your songwriting is um, you can write a chorus, my word. And it's like, <laughs> so in this day and age on the radio, it's like melody and chorus doesn't seem to have the same sort of isn't valued as much as it used to be i don't think yeah. and yeah we've even been people have even been like maybe don't make the chorus so good and i'm like <laughs> yeah. like, like maybe you just make it all more chill and i'm like okay <laughs> yeah it's an odd one because it's like you know i was speaking to somebody the other day that's saying if you didn't have a good melody it would never get on radio and you know certainly from where i'm coming from as a writer and i think where you're coming from and and allison you can hear there's so much great melody and it, and, and it's so it's, it's it's like a big chorus, a kind of um, important thing to do for you. I mean, I like a big chorus. It's fun to go there. I also, you know, like a subtle chorus, but yeah. I think because a lot of our songs are about yearning and longing that it just yeah. kind of naturally yeah. expands to that place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So your process for songwriting, what is, what's, how do you kind of go about writing a song? Is there a kind of technique or habit that you kind of find yourself um doing more than often than not um i think you know mostly allison and i both write when we're just feeling inspired but there have been times where i do it like an exercise you know let's just like sit down and see if the muse arrives and yeah yeah um, you know i i can do both of those i can i can do both of those things allison has to be inspired she's like okay. i'm not writing a song unless it just flows out of me and i kind of I, th those of course are amazing when that happens, but I also like kind of the puzzle yeah. and the chasing of the, yeah. let's find it, like, let's go after it. 
Um, so I, there's not really one method that I do. Um, but I was, I was thinking last night how I haven't written in a while cause I, cause of probably cause of the new baby. Sure. Um, but I was remembering that when I lived in New York and when I would walk around New York, I would write a lot of songs and the songs would kind of match my, you know, nice. the cake, my feet footsteps. So I was like, I need to start, you know, taking some neighborhood walks and and working on some new material. And that's cool. So are we like currently kind of, we don't have any new songs at the moment. We just, obviously everything's baby focused and. Uh, yeah, I mean, the baby is mostly the focus, but um, we, I have some songs that I wrote before baby and Allison and I have some stuff that we, that we were kind of working on before baby that we're about to kind of go back to cool. and get it done. So I've, <laughs> I've really enjoyed like, um, cause Unless I've not been looking in the right place, you haven't released a solo album yet, have you? Or that I've seen. No, this... I I just started releasing singles. Like yeah. we we left our um our record label when Allison and I split, and I kind of just didn't want a label, a manager, a sibling, anybody, you know, telling me what it should be. And I was like, I'm just gonna do this on my own. Yeah. And. So I would kind of just make songs here and there and just release them as they came out. But I do get a lot of like messages like, why didn't you release an album? And I'm like, just go on Spotify or yeah. Apple Music and listen it's to them in there. a row. Yeah, it's a, that's what I've been doing <laughs> and I've been loving it. It's, there's so many great, I quite like that idea of, um, we've done it with our band where we just released a string of singles leading up to an album. But it's, it yeah. was nice actually to see, to have all these singles from across uh -huh. the last four or five years and just get yeah. here where you're at. So is there going to be a solo album? Well, I don't know. Um, I think, you know, I, I do have a song that I did on my own that's coming out soon. I think I'm going to release it on Mother's Day because it's a okay. it's about um, a song I wrote for my baby before she long before she arrived, like Sweet. long before she was even a twinkle in my eye. <laughs> nice. I kind of was having I was having trouble getting pregnant. And so I guess she was as it was a twinkle in my eye. Um, and I kind of wrote it to call her in and cool. it was just kind of like a little love song to this child I couldn't wait to meet um and that's gonna I think I'm gonna put it out on Mother's Day if I can get everything together I'm trying to I'm working on a video for it right now so if we oh, can get it cool. so what do you kind of gain or enjoy the most out of kind of the solo stuff um I think you know it just felt just because it was my own and there was nobody to answer to or run things by it's that was just kind of a fun it's a fun exercise to just yeah. be like well how do i want this to sound yeah and where do i want this to go um but you know a lot of the times i missed having her there to kind of figure it out because sometimes you don't know <laughs> where it should go yeah. um but yeah we i love i loved I really love this period of making music on my own and doing the, all the visuals. I, I think I did most of the videos. There were two or three videos I did with someone else and then the rest of them I did, I made myself. And I find that to be such a fun, creative process. And I like learned to edit and make oh, stuff. That's cool. Yeah. So that was fun. Um, but I'm looking forward to doing stuff with Allison again, because we, our relationship has really, healed and changed over the past you know since we broke up as a band right. we kind of you know any like stuff that we had stirring up when we were working together we kind of worked through when we didn't have that 
you know, pressure of being in a band together. And we've become a lot closer. I mean, we've always been close, but now we're like really close. And so I'm just really curious to see how that plays out when we come back together. Absolutely. That's quite, I mean, that's a fascinating thing, isn't it? To have a different being, a different state of that relationship now to to see what comes up from it. Amazing. I think that's good. In your, in a lot of your lyrics, and I mean, this might be me reading into it, but I feel like there's a kind of like a, a leaning towards the esoteric. And obviously, you've released some, made some beautiful tarot cards and some Thanks. different kind of bags and all sorts. So, is the esoteric um, important to you as a person and as a writer? Yes, for sure. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. It's I mean, I've always been interested in like the spiritual, the magical, the, you know, unknown. Um, and I'm really inspired by that. And it's just like a never ending well of inspiration. And, um, you know, I think music in itself is very magical. Songwriting is very magical. You can become this channel for, for, um, kind of a universal feeling, you know, and it's, it's amazing when you write something that resonates with people and what a way to connect with other human beings. It's, it's all very cool. And I I feel very lucky to be able to do that for a living. Yeah. 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 So do do you feel like you, because this is concept of the muse um, Uh and we all as writers have different relationships with it. And I suppose in, in the way you've spoken about you and Alison working earlier, I can sit down and write a song, but my favorite songs are the ones that seem to connect the most with people, the ones that seem to just be those like magical moments, which I suppose I would describe as the muse where I'm, I'm playing a song, I'm playing it like, like, I don't know, a little tune, and then it all just comes, like the chords and the melodies, and yeah. mm-hmm. it floats in. And it doesn't feel like you're doing that much other than sort of, like you say, channeling. What's yeah. your relation? Do you believe in the muse? And if so, what's your relationship with your muse? Um, yeah, I believe that there is definitely something coming from some other place, you know, whether you want to call it the muse or a higher power or God or magic, you know, I think there's definitely a way to connect to that. And like you said, I love when it just like flows out of you so easily and it does feel like magic. Yeah. But I also really appreciate appreciate when you have to work hard at it. Like I like when like there's a there's a song that's like tricky and you're like I can't get this, and then when you finally do get it, it's such a feeling of accomplishment. Yeah. Um, but I mean that's probably the muse too. There's it's just the muse taking you on a tougher journey. different journey. Yeah, a tougher journey. This yeah because there's lots to learn, isn't there? In terms of like patience sometimes, and mm-hmm. also giving up your idea of what you think is right. Yeah, uh, we, yeah. um, I'm in the band I'm in. We had this one track, and I was absolutely certain that I was gonna. That's the way it's gonna be, and huh. Ava was absolutely certain it's gonna be a different way. And it took me a long time to give to surrender the idea of where I thought this should go. And as soon yeah. as I did that, this thing came out immediately. Wow. It's probably one of the best things I've written or we've written because I let go. So sometimes the muse will take you on a little journey into sort of yourself to learn some lessons, right? About kind of totally. different things. Yeah, the suffering totally serves a purpose. Like it's not just there to make you suffer, I think. Yeah. Or you know, suffering's an extreme word, but like the discomfort sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. So do you do you girls um when if you've got a new song, do you obviously will play it to each other? Is there kind of like that thing of um you know, trying to get a song past each other, like trying to kind of, you know, get the blessing to go forward with it? 
Yeah, we always want each other's approval, but it's so funny. I think that that's, we, you know, there has been like competition between us throughout our lives. And it's so, to this day, like when we sing each other's songs, we both are kind of like, yeah, I like it. <laughs> like that's probably the, the highest compliment. Yeah, I like it. And you know, like, you know, you're like, you really like it. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. That's funny. There's still just a little bit of that. But I mean, I think Allison's an incredible songwriter. And Great I, yeah, I know she appreciates my work too. So we, we both really respect each other in that way. But it is sometimes, it does stir up the like, oh shit, she just wrote an amazing song. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I better step it up. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that, it's like that John and Paul thing in the Beatles, isn't it? It's actually, it's quite a good thing to have somebody um, to rub against sometimes, have a bit of friction, totally. or even to have that slightly, you know, ribbing rivalry just to kind of push yep. you further than before, you know. Totally. Awesome. So on, um, I heard you in another interview because I've been trying to find a few little interviews on YouTube before speaking to you. And you mentioned on um, the third M creation that you experimented a little bit of ayahuasca, which is something that I've, not done but i'm up for doing at some point hey. how how did that experience impact your song well how was that experience and how and how did it impact your songwriting do you think if at all um yeah my well my first experience was incredible it was like absolutely beautiful it took me on this journey to the outer realms of all possibilities it was really mind-blowing yeah. um there was you know some discomfort there can be a lot of discomfort in it too like there can be purging and you feel like you have the flu and it lasts for five hours and you can kind of get lost in these little you know worlds in your mind yeah. um but overall it was really mind-blowing and i came out of it like wow i want to do this again and then i did it again and i w went to like the depths of hell and it was so hard <laughs> But even after that, I was like, this is just showing me so, it just reveals so much to you. Um, it, you know, it's good for your brain. Like it, it, it helps you regrow, um, you know, receptors for, yeah. um, for dopamine. Like if you, yeah. you know, if that's, if those have become damaged along throughout your life through, you know, whatever you can kind of get yourself back to a higher level of joy after yeah. doing this. Like a lot of drugs you do to feel that high or that joy within the experience. And this one can be really tough within the experience, but then afterwards you're like, holy, can I, I can't, I don't want to cuss anyway. That's the way <laughs> um, it's fine. Yeah. Okay. Holy shit. This is, you know, I feel better. Like I cleared stuff out of me and I feel, you know, stronger emotionally and physically like it can really be amazing in that way um mm. I, I don't know how it directly changed my songwriting but i think it just helped me grow as a person and yeah. so it probably just shifted my songwriting a little bit sure was that I guided think, were you guided when you were doing that was with, with... oh yeah you you never want to do it you would never want to do it on your own um because it can be so intense like i sat with a legitimate shaman and um, I ended up going to South America with him and doing a 10 day retreat and where you did ayahuasca every day for a week. And wow, this... um, yeah, which was really, really intense. And I don't even know if I recommend that, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I'm glad I did it, but I, you know, it's, it's very tough. So I don't know if I would, you know, tell everybody to necessarily do that. recommend it. It's, no, but it is, it's very interesting that kind of, I mean, I've read a lot of um, 
Carlos Castaneda and that mm. kind of Pieta stuff and you know the inward uh-huh. I mean I get it from you the reason I'm asking with you is because I, I get it from your lyrics that there seems to be like an inward journeying a wanderer in you someone who's interested in self-transformation and you know the yes. process of that and it comes out in your songs so I think you know I guess that's why maybe along with the melody and, and how good the song is but I was hearing you examine life and yourself you know and I think that's a job of a songwriter in some ways is to do that and then give it back to people to kind of so they can find themselves or something yeah like I mean I hope so I hope that's what it could do for people but yeah I'm, I'm extremely brave when it comes to inner journeys I'm not as brave in like the physical world like I don't want to like risk my life ever like bungee jumping or no. sky <laughs> like I've never done anything like that but I will yeah. bungee jump into the depths of my psyche <laughs> <laughs> yeah i hear you and i mean that's that's i think that's you can hear that in your work and i think that's um i think it's a good thing to do as a writer isn't it? as a songwriter to really explore your head and how your psyche works and and go there to come back you know it's so interesting and fun and crazy and yeah if you can bring something back to share that's yeah. even better so well, tell me um what was the idea behind your tarot cards? Was that, I mean, obviously you're interested in es- esoteric. That was a, seems to have been a project which um, maybe just took over from songwriting for a bit and kind of give you something else to create with. Yeah, I mean, I was doing it over time. It, like I started it probably eight years ago and I just started for fun. I was like, oh, I'm just gonna draw one tarot card. And and I, I'm the type of person who never finishes projects or I used to be. Okay. And that was, this was kind of a turning point of, you know, um that's a lot of cards isn't it yeah I did an 80 card deck and um yeah that was kind of a turning point for me and like discipline you know I'm gonna finish this deck um and then when the pandemic came around I that really gave me something to do (laughs) I was like I'm gonna finish it I'd done like you know probably 25 cards over the years just here and there and that and then I really focused and finished it during the pandemic and um and I you know I didn't stop doing music it wasn't like a redirection it was just kind of like you know music nobody buys music anymore <laughs> it's free yeah. so I was like you know what can I create you know that I can put out there that's for something you know that people can can buy and it can keep my creative endeavors going yeah and so that was another motivation to finish it, just to, as a tool, it's almost like my merch now, you know, I've got yeah, my absolutely. <laughs> well, it's, I, think I started it's, a little bit. It's good to have merch Go that reflects who you, who you are as an artist. Yeah. And, and so mm-hmm. that's when I saw you done that, I was like, that's cool. You know, that's a really cool thing. <laughs> Different. It's good. Yeah. Thank you. So do you have a favorite tarot card? um i like the high priestess she's the one that i put on the cover i have it right here because i was pulling card i i kind of paused on pulling cards because like when everything's going well in your life you like don't really reach out to stuff like this as much because you you don't you feel like you've got the answers but just recently i've been like kind of suffering over some stuff that i need to make decisions about and and i just did a little reading myself and it was really really good actually um, but the High Priestess is my favorite card. She's the cover girl of this deck. She's about like diving into the subconscious and um, dream world. And um, uh, yeah, it's just, I think that's a cool, mysterious, interesting card. It's my favorite. Excellent. Excellent. Well, I, I pulled out Temperance today, which was uh, oh. a good one for the day ahead. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if um, when you were growing up or if, yeah, when you started out, 
who who what kind of songwriters were your influences when you when you first started who who was the kind of um who are the people that you were inspired by and sort of you know made you believe in yourself as a writer um you know my dad introduced us to the beatles really early so they were a big inspiration and i i loved like the, their range you know they could write like a really fun pop song they could write a weird song they could write a sad song and so that you know to me they like laid out the template of like you can kind of do whatever you want yeah. um and Allison was very into Joni Mitchell and I was, you know, by proxy. I don't think I would have like gotten that into her if Allison hadn't been playing her all the time around the house. Um, she was obsessed. And at first I was like, I don't know if this is my favorite thing. And, but then I really fell in love with, um, a lot of her work. Um, and then some more, you know, we, we loved Fiona Apple when she came out and Tracy Chapman and, um, the Indigo Girls and Simon and Garfunkel, um we just had like a really rich you know musical situation happening in our house so there's so much that we were exposed to and we kind of pulled from a lot of different things but also like all those artists like so like melody led right lots of yeah, totally. super, mm -hmm. super great melodies mm -hmm. who's your favorite beetle out of the four <sighs> if you can answer when i was a kid i liked ring <laughs> That's my daughter's favorite Beatle. Yeah. The kids love Ringo. Yeah, they, they do. Um, yeah. You know, I think I, I favor, I've favored all of them at a certain point in my life. Yeah. I'm trying to think who my favorite might be right now. Probably John right now. I'm in a John moment. <laughs> yeah, I'm, John's always been my favorite, I think. Just, yeah. Um, yeah. Just the universal kind of song, really, and the kind of honesty and the, yeah. Fragility as well, a lot of the time, mm -hmm. even though it's a tough cookie, but the fragility, you know. Yeah. So what about modern influences? Do you, would, you know, obviously um, Fiona Apple is still, um, still making around, great albums, yeah. but do you think there's anyone uh, of modern or new kind of influences or writers that you hear that you like? Yeah, I mean, I really like Lana Del Rey and I, I, I got a chance to meet her um, at a friend of mine um, was managed by her manager and, and I met her and she, she knew me and the pierces. And she was like, oh, I love you. She specifically said, I love your choruses. You write great choruses. And I was just so touched that, cause I'm, I've been really inspired by her and I was, I was right. really in touch to hear that maybe she was inspired by us. Yeah. So she's, she's one of my favorite writers as well. But when I was listening to your, listening to you again, your solo stuff actually. And uh, I thought of her and thought, she must have listened to Cat, you know, a lot because <laughs> there is there are similar areas. You Most know, like, people say, yeah, you must have listened a lot, but I she she told me that she did listen to us. So yeah, I can hear that. I can hear yeah. that. And it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's, that's really interesting. To, and also, she's um, kind of in into the esoteric area as well. But she's yeah, she's a great artist, definitely a great she's, artist. Yeah, incredible. She's really incredible. Fantastic. Um, yeah. it's is reading important for you as a songwriter? Yes, but I can't read anymore because um, my eyes are like shot from technology and um, I'm always like, I'm so busy now. I listen to books. I've, I've okay. gotten really into audiobooks and I have a hard time sitting down with an actual book and I find that really sad, but that's where I am in my life. But yeah, I, I'm constantly listening to audiobooks. I'm listening to Rick Rubin's book uh, right cool. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's Great. really inspiring. Yeah, really inspiring. 
but yeah, I do love to read and or listen. <laughs> Just, yeah. So in terms of like in your production on um, your records, do you work with uh, like a, the same producer? Do you come up with the kind of arrangement ideas or do you sort of farm it out to a producer or do you work together? Because there's some really great tones and you know, it's in the pierces and it's in your solo work. So I was just interested to know, like, uh, if that, you know, that kind of like distant guitar thing, which mm -hmm. feels slightly country, but it's kind of got that beautiful kind of atmospheres and things like that. Is that you playing yeah. that or producers or how does that work? No, I don't play an instrument. I, I write my songs in my head and then I can like pick yeah. them out on a, you know, electronic instrument. But I, I generally like the soundscape is generally up to us and the producer you know okay. we kind of we kind of vocalize what we want as much as we can and then you know they try to find that for us and you know sometimes it's easy sometimes they get it like immediately and sometimes we're like mm, that's not it that's not it and you have to find it sure. um but we've worked with all different producers and um there's definitely stuff we you know sounds that we favor or yeah. lean towards yeah um but yeah that's that's probably like the hardest thing for me is like I'll write a song and I can't hear the fine like some people can hear like I know exactly how I want it to sound and for me it's much more of a uh, a winding path you know to get there yeah and yeah. figuring it out along the way um which is fun sometimes <laughs> and hard sometimes yeah it can be tough yeah so when you when you say you write you literally like writing these melodies in your head so you you work them out on something afterwards but they come to you or you start just creating in your head that's how 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 it happens yeah, I just, I'll get, sometimes I'll get, I'll think of like a line, you know, a, just a, a lyric idea. And then I kind of, sometimes they come together. I'll just hear the line and the the music at, at the same time, um, or the line and the melody. And then I kind of just build on that and I sing it into my phone. Um, and then I play it for Allison and she'll pick it out on the guitar. Or sometimes I pick it out on an Omnichord, you know, the, it's yeah, like yeah. an electronic yeah. auto harp. That's kind of the only instrument I can mess around with. Um, or sometimes the producer we're working out with, will pick it out on piano and we go from there. That's really cool. And very unique as well. I've spoken to some different people on the podcast, but I've not heard anyone come from that point of view where these songs are arriving in your head and just then working out afterwards. That's yeah that's cool so i guess there's that thing where they um obviously we've got phone recorders these days but if you know i think john and paul actually said that in the beatles like the reason a lot of their songs were kind of uh, so memorable is because they had to remember them because they're writing them in their heads and that's you know what i went to a vipassana um where you meditate it's a silent retreat you meditate for you know hours and hours a day and they don't allow you to have your phone or any writing materials or anything or the one i went to didn't yeah and i thought of a song and when I was in this meditation, and so the rest of the retreat, I was just singing. And it was a uh, my song "Go to Hell," which is like really right. wordy and yeah. funny. That I came up with that one during a. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I just the entire retreat, I was singing that song in my head. I didn't really like get all of I all that I could have out of the retreat because I was like, I have to remember this song. <laughs> That's amazing. So you just so had to. Just keep get, keep it going around and just, sw just swim with it. Going. Yeah, and it's a very wordy song. So it is a wordy song. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. And would that be true of "Love You More" and "We Are Stars" and "Kings" and "Believe" as well? It comes. They come from that same. Yeah. All some. Yeah, a few of my songs have come in a dream. Like I just wake up with the like the melody and lyrics in my head, and wow. 
ready to, I used to have a little like, you know, recorder, but now I do it all on my phone. That's super cool. That's super cool. Mm -hmm. And um, I was going to ask you if you have songwriting advice for people or like any kind of through the process of songwriting, any kind of tips that you would give people um, if they're new to songwriting? This is like, it's not, this isn't like a life-changing tip, but it's just like a, I find it a way to make the song a little more interesting and a little surprising. If you have a rhyme that's where it feels like the obvious rhyme is going to come second, reverse them. Oh, cool. <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah, like, if there's like, if you say the line and it's like, oh, I know what's going to come next because that's the obvious, you know, like fire and desire or whatever like just yeah. reverse them and it it makes it a little more interesting that's um, a good tip. <laughs> it's kind of funny to, I, think I, do that a lot. That. I do that a lot and i guess i think just try to get out of your own way like i find you know if you can just literally clear your head try to even just think imagine yourself as a channel or a funnel like yeah. i think that that kind of invites it in yeah, 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 yeah. So, so do you find that you will be just throughout the day, just melodies will come in into your head? Is that a kind of daily thing? I don't what? know about every day, but yeah, Mel, yeah. There's hundreds of recordings on my phone, and sometimes I'm like, I have to go through all these and find the good ones. But I'll, I'll forget about them, and I go back through them, and I'll hear it. I'm like, I don't even remember writing that. That, that's cool. So then you really can have perspective and see what's good or not. If you let it sit for a while and go yeah. back to it, you're, you're you like, oh, that one stands out, you know absolutely so you do, do you know when you've got a uh, what you consider a great one or a good one do you, do you instantly know as it's in your head or is that is in the edit or the review of it i think yeah and they're like when you go back and listen then you know like sometimes you'll think it's amazing and then it doesn't really pan out to be amazing but i think if you let stuff sit for a minute and marinate and you can get away from it and have perspective and then come back and hear it then you're like oh yeah that one that's a good one. <laughs> That's cool. And so you said like a lot of words or lines arrive with these melodies. Is that kind of the general rule for you or do you sit and kind of laboriously kind of uh, fit them or is that a kind of a mental exercise in your head as well that happens? Yeah, sometimes it's um, sometimes just a lyrical come or an idea. Yeah. You know, I'm like, oh, that's a good idea for a song, the, that thought. Um, and then then the work will come after. But yeah, like sometimes they just all it all arrives. And do you, do you, you meditate? You I try to, but I'm not very good at it. I, that's why I went to that Vipassana. And like I said, I was not very good at it there either. <laughs> this <laughs> is a, so there's no talking for like nine days. Did you say nine or 10 days? Not talking. I think it was 10 days. Yeah. And I, yeah. there was no talking. And I did have a couple of powerful meditation experiences within that retreat, but I'm, I really find it hard to stay disciplined and do it every day. Yeah. Um, my mother-in-law is a Reiki master and she taught me Reiki. I don't know if you're from, are you familiar yes, with that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like you, you put your hands on certain um, parts of your body and kind of, you just, you kind of meditate in that way. And um, I find that easier when there's like an action or yeah. something to kind of follow a little bit. Um but my, it's hard for me to shut my brain down. It's very ac active and excited and wants to think about things all the time. And so sure. it's, it's, I mean, everybody's is, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hard to turn it off, though, isn't it? It's, it's, it's yeah, um, yeah. Particularly with meditation, it can be tricky. So, I was, do, do songs sort of? If you try to meditate, I mean, I I do meditate most days. 
but you do, that's great. frankly it's the kind of thing where i will get to a certain point and then a melody will start to happen or a song will steal <laughs> me steal me away from being focused enough to, yeah. to be present you know yeah so um a question i ask everybody um mm -hmm. is if you could have written any song in the kind of history of songwriting what song would you have loved to have created or lived inside or had inside your head what what song would you would jump to mind which i know uh, would be different from day to day but yeah totally what just came to my mind right now because i was listening to it yesterday was suzanne by leonard cohen yeah yeah i, yeah. I just love those lyrics i think it's so beautiful and simple and incredible yeah. um fade into you by mazzy star uh oh i mean there's so many but i i'll go with i'll go with suzanne I think the way he pronounces oranges on that song is particularly great as well. It's just that, yeah, his yeah. kind of, his <laughs> sort of just lilt, the way he says it is particularly kind of uh, something that always stuck with me that I'm reading his book, actually, Beautiful Losers at the moment. Oh, which is quite oh something. I'm going to put that on my list. Yeah, it's pretty. Um, Hope it's on an audio book. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's of its time, but it's beautiful as well. There's a line in it actually about what, who am I to deny the universe? And um, when I was, because I've been reading it over the last couple of weeks whilst sort of researching um, and listening to you, I was like, that's the kind of cat line. Who am I to oh, <laughs> the universe? God, that's the kind of, you know, <laughs> that kind of line. So we've got um, possibly another, the fourth Pistols album then at some point ahead of us sometime. The fifth? Is it the fifth? I don't even know. I'm, I'm so surprised. I'm missing see. an album. But then you might be missing the first album, but you can probably skip that one. Okay. <laughs> so we've got a new one possibly on the horizon after after babies have kind of settled down with sleeping yeah i mean i think so we're talking about it we've got some ideas and um yeah we're, we'll see is it the case that whoever sings the song wrote the song most for the most part there's been a couple songs that we wrote together that we like would fight about who's who was gonna sing or who's gonna sing lead on it and i think there's there's one song that i wrote she ended up singing actually there's wrong a song that i wrote or no i co-wrote it with her that ended up on her album yeah but mostly if we write it we sing it we get very possessive of, of the songs yeah 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 brilliant cat thank you so much for um being my guest today and um thank you it was so lovely yeah really good to talk to you about about your work and process and everything and as i said i'm a huge huge fan so i'm looking forward Aww. to kind of whatever you put out next and uh oh thank you so much great Thank you so much for your time. Yeah.